Welcome back to this week's episode of Lazy Boy Coaches. I'm Scott. I'm Alan. And we got my dude Draper in here with us today. Hello, hello. So let's start off talking about the crazy NFL week. Things went off the rails kind of quickly. Uh, we lost one game to to COVID, um, but it's going to happen with the way the world is now. Um, let's start with that Thursday game, Tampa Bay at Chicago. I really thought that Tampa Bay was going to go in and handle their business because I haven't really been sold on Chicago, but Foles once again proved that he is Tom Brady's daddy. I'm just surprised. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we did not have the Bears this good. I mean, they're what, 4-1? and one? Yeah. That, like, and I don't know how either because they've had, like, they haven't had a very good offense. But, I mean, I guess number one defenses do help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not like Tampa Bay played a horrible game. I mean, Brady was average. He had... 253 yards, one touchdown. Ronald Jones carried it for over 100 yards. But I don't know what it is about Nick Foles. It's like he has Tom Brady's number. He, he's renting space in his head. I think, uh, Nick Foles is going to get the benefit of having a team that believes in I just think the team is going to believe more in him based off of what he does have for a track record and you know, fitting the system better, that type of a situation where Trubisky's more a guy that can be on the move and that type of stuff. You know, he just doesn't fit with what Chicago wants to do on that offensive scheme, but their defense is really what's determining that 4-1 and one record. I mean, they've kept them in the games, and now you got a guy that's willing to throw the ball out there to Allen Robinson and let him go make a stupid, spectacular play, which he's been doing since he was at Penn State. So Yeah, because he had 10 catches, 90 yards. You know, he had a solid day. Uh, I think part of it, too, is, you know, no Chris Godwin. Uh, Scotty Miller was limited. So Brady doesn't have his full complement of receivers. So he's kind of having to make do with guys he hasn't really worked with yet. Well, still, I'm still curious as to where's Gronk? See, where's Gronk? Hey, he's blocking like a, a monster. It's, it's weird, though. They're using him as a blocking tight end. They're not really throwing the ball to him. Like, but he's out there. he's out there for the blocking plays. Well, and I mean, that, that's something else to keep note of, too. I mean, how many times have you seen Tom Brady throw pick sixes? Yeah. He, He's done it twice already this year. Yeah, that, that's that's something new for him. Uh, the next game on our slate was Carolina at Atlanta. Um, you know, very, very quietly and kind of under the radar, Teddy Bridgewater's putting together a really nice season. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm buying in. Uh, I'm... I'm buying in on Carolina being a contender in the South. And the most impressive, impressive thing is, is they're doing this without their back, their running back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mike Davis is showing out. Well, I'm going to go back to that preseason thing I was telling you all, that mileage, that mileage is ca- that's, it's caught up. Wear and tear is caught up. You're not going to see the same Ed McCaffrey, that explosive. You know, once it starts to happen, that's when it starts to happen. He over 700 touches in two seasons. Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, that'll catch up with you for sure. Um, over for Atlanta, Calvin Ridley is, su- you know, supplanted himself as the number one there. Uh, he he's taken over the number one role. He had eight catches, one hundred and thirty six yards. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Todd Gurley had a pretty good game, fourteen carries, one hundred and twenty one, but 
Atlanta still couldn't pull it out. They dropped to 0 and 5 and dropped their GM and their coach. Well, and I think that is probably something that just kind of needed to happen. It was just, okay, you got all the pieces, what's going on? And Gurley is, I mean, just the addition that he's had. I mean, he's going back to Devontae Foreman's stats three years ago. Yeah, and I just don't know what's with Atlanta. They can't keep a lead. They can't, you know, the... I mean, is it time maybe, you know, the Matt Ryan era will end in Atlanta? I think so. I mean, we were saying this is a year he's got to prove himself if he wants to stay stay around, and he's he's just not doing anything. Are his stats that bad, though? No, I, they're not that bad, but they're just... So is it a Dak Prescott situation there? Is it, you know, the, all the pieces are there for some odd reason? They're expecting him to carry the team, though? I, mean, I think, that, I think that that's a, a big part. Assessment? I think that's a big part of it. I, I mean, because if you look at, you know, Calvin Ridley's numbers, you yeah. look at, you know, the offense is producing... They get a big lead, and then the defense just shits the bed. Falls apart, and the offense disappears. Yeah. I mean, that's play calling. Yeah. But we were all, you know, Matt Ryan, he's been kind of down the past couple seasons, and I'm honestly thinking it, it's his time to go, too. I mean, he can't pull out the games. He, It's like he has got no leadership whatsoever. It's not hard to have good stats when you have one receiver with 136 yards receiving. Okay, the thing to think about, though, too, is what is he really going to be worth in, in comparison with what's available out there? He may be worth something to another team, but what is a team going to be willing to give up for a guy like that that they're viewing on a downside, something like that, okay? Because in the situation of New York, New York being 1-2 in the draft, I mean, that's really what it's looking like is going to happen there. So if that happens, now you're taking the third third best accordingly to what you're going to need. No, the Giants won't take a quarterback. No, they just Washington will take a quarterback. Well, and you got that's another thing is who else is going to be in the bottom of that heap when when, when I th- everything falls I could see, down and it settles. I could see Matt Ryan getting traded to Denver. I could see that, but I think Denver's probably looking at uh oh boy, what's his name? Drew Locke? Is that is that? His yeah, name that's the, that's the guy that's there, but. I don't know how sold they are on him. Uh, uh, you know, they had success bringing in a veteran like Manning when they brought him in. I mean, I get it. Manning is one of the greatest to ever do it, but they had success there. So I could see them bringing in another veteran like Matt Ryan. I mean, they have good receivers once Cortland Sutton gets healthy. You know, they, they got the guy out of Alabama. Uh, uh, Judy. Jerry Judy. So I could see them bringing in a veteran quarterback. Makes um, sense. So, uh, the next game was the biggest shock of the week for me. Uh, it was Oakland at Kansas City. And Oakland went in there and spanked that ass. Well, um, the final score was 40-32, to 32, but it wasn't, it wasn't, near, a it wasn't nearly that game. close. No. No, that, it, I mean, that 40-32 that came late in the game. They, were, they had to fight to get to that. I mean, Kansas City is still 30-2. and two. Against AFC opponents, so I mean, it's not that bad. And here's our resident Chiefs fan trying to trying to talk talk it up like it's not as bad as. Well, I, th- I think some credit needs to be given where it's due too. I mean, the Raiders do have a hell of a coach there with Gruden, you know, and he is a defensive minded coach to be able to shut KC down 
it shouldn't be that big of a surprise coming from that kind of a coached team. It's not even that. It's because I put the Raiders 0-16, the football gods got <laughs> mad at me, and decided to do this shit. And this is what you get for betting with your heart and not your pocket. Henry Ruggs, two catches, 118 yards. That dude is going to be a monster. That is Tyreek Hill 2.0. He might even be a little bit quicker right yeah. now. Two catches, 118 yards. And if, if you go and you look look at the stats from the game it was all big plays well that that's the thing is i noticed too is the big chunks look at their yards per average pass right because you had rugs with the two for 118 you had nelson aguilar two for 67 hunter renfro one for 42 uh you know they, they had guys all averaging over 20 yards a catch you know they were pounding it pounding it pounding it with josh jacobs until the the, the defense creeped up Bang, hit him over the top. Well, and that's the thing. I think they go as Josh Jacobs goes. As long as he stays healthy and is, is a threat in the game, because I don't think his stats were all that great. No, he had 23 catches or 23 runs for 77 yards. Yeah, that's but, three, but, what, three, 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 five? A, three, a, three. Yeah, a but, carry. But it's the constant pounding. The, yeah. You know, and you make, well, the, the potential. The potential of him, boom, gone. Yeah, and you well, and let's not act like this is gonna happen every week. All right, no, the, the Raiders were on that night. Like next week, they're gonna be the Raiders again. You know, and another player that I'm impressed with that I'm kicking myself for not taking in the fantasy draft because he was there is Waller. Darren Waller. Yep. You know, I thought maybe last year was just kind of a flash, and he wasn't gonna be as good this year. No, he's been as advertised. He's been damn good. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah, that that game was just, it was a shock. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, to me, it was surprising that I mean they took everything away. They took the big plays away. I mean, they they allowed Kels to get loose a little bit. I mean, Hill done his thing a couple of times, but for the most part, they kept it all in check. I mean, even though there was thirty two points scored. Yeah, because Tyreek had Tyreek Hill had three catches, seventy eight yards. His longest was thirty seven. Yep. You know, so they pretty well kept him in check. You know, like you said, they, they let Kels get loose a little bit. He had eight for 108 and a touchdown. But, you know, for the most part, they they put the clamps on him. I mean. You know, and even using uh, uh, the rookie out of the backfield, Edwards Hilaire, you know, using him out of the backfield. You know, they'd like to do that with the running backs, and they didn't get to do that very well. They didn't average a huge amount of yards on that, so they kept that in check. Three catches for 40 yards. Yep. Well, and shockingly, our run game has not been the greatest either. I mean, we need more. We need more out of our running backs before we can even start even thinking about going any further. Yeah, uh, Edwards. The Hilaire. irony: Kareem Hunt is doing his thing. Edwards Lair had ten carries for forty yards. Yeah, he had that amazing first game, but ever since then, I don't think he's ever gotten over a hundred except for that one game. He's come close. He's had like 91, 92 yards in, in a game. but Well, keep in mind, you can't expect you know all-star Pro Bowl numbers out of a rookie coming fresh out. He, does, he shows all that flash. You know, I think I told you, Scotty, earlier before the season, he reminded me a lot of uh, like Curtis Martin, the way that he was able to move, being shifty, not full, you know, the faster, going to run away from everybody, but 
enough that he was going to make long plays. He was going to get 40-yard gains every now and then, that type of stuff, catch the ball out of the backfield. But when you're a first-round draft pick, you have to produce more than an average of 46 yards a game. I guess DeAndre Swift is a first-round draft pick, and he ain't done a damn thing. Yeah, well, he's behind Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson? Who's seen that coming out of Adrian Peterson after 14, 15 years? Right. Anybody that's watched, uh, he's always been an you know, elite running you, you, back. I find it funny watching him because he's not all that fast anymore. So when he, when you see him going, it's like it's a truck getting going. Just like, watch this. It's going to take a minute, but it'll happen. <laughs> so the uh, the next game was Arizona at the Jets. It went pretty much the way everybody expected it to, 30 to 10, the Cardinals. Um, you know, the big news coming out of that game is that the Jets have released Le'Veon Bell. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit af- after this, talk well, about possible landing a, spots. I think there's another hidden gem in that game. I think you really start to see DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray really start to mold and oh, yeah. mesh and that type of stuff. Oh, yeah, Nuke's been there. doing his thing. He had six catches, 131 and oh, a touchdown. Yeah. You know, he he is probably the best receiver in football, which is why I'm still puzzled why Houston just let him go for a bag of peanuts, you know? Not even salted peanuts. Well, we found, <laughs> we found out why. because their coach was horrible and yeah. he got fired. Well, yeah. I think coach's ego was bigger than it needed to be there. Yeah. Kyler Murray, 27 to 37, 380 and a touchdown. What did he do on the ground? Um, I don't know. Uh, he, he, like, he, always, he always gets you 40, 50 yards on the ground. Yeah. Uh, nine carries, 31 yards. Bingo. Yeah. I mean, you can't be mad at anything like that. And that dude, when he when he gets tackled, he doesn't get tackled in a position that he's going to get hurt. Yeah, mobile. That's what, but I told you at the beginning of the season that that team scares me. And the more they start to mesh, that team scares me. Yeah. Um, next up was Eagles at Steelers. Again, pretty much went the way I, I expected it to. Steelers thirty eight twenty nine. Uh, I I was more surprised by the way it was played. I uh, actually, I was surprised that the Eagles even put up 29 with a whole cast of receivers that nobody's heard of. You know, their, their leading receiver was Travis Fulgham. Who the fuck is Travis (laughs) Fulgham? You know, and he had 10 catches, 152 yards. So it's all guys that nobody's heard of because everybody else is hurt. I mean, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. Uh, and uh, that's one I'm still, jury's kind of out about on the fence about, okay, is this guy really, dis- is he good or is he not good? But every is time he... you start to think he's garbage, he yeah, starts playing great. Exactly. And then you're like, exactly. oh, maybe he is a good player. And then it's just garbage. It's like, I can't pick. Well, and I, and, uh, I kind of wonder if something happened to Ertz that is hidden that nobody knows. Because, I mean, he just kind of disappeared. Over the past, call it, 16 games worth of a season. So I kind of wonder if he might be on his way out. I wonder if Godert is capable. Because he'll have those moments too. But Juju Smith-Schuster has proven that he can be a number one. Monster. And the gem of the Steelers draft, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Had the what? Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame had four touchdowns. I knew coming out that he was going to be a decent player. I didn't expect him to be good like that. But how much of that is going to be because of lack of film, because of Juju? 
How much of that? How much of that is going to play into that? I'm I'm sure a part of it, but it's different with receivers because you just got to cover them. I mean, you know that's why it's also easier for like receivers to transition to NFL than it is for other skill positions because you just got to know the routes. Well, at the same time, it's pre- you're pretty lucky when your quarterback is Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And you have Juju Smith that people have to worry about. Right. Well, you know, that, like, don't forget James Conner and uh, Ebron. Yeah. I mean, right, Ebron but, on the low has been a very good tight end for them. And they're right, not a tight end known team. So. If you have two people going deep, you know, Juju's going to get the double coverage. Mm-hmm. So you only got to beat one man. Right. And that's a, and then you got Ben who's throwing it to you. So it's not going to be a hard catch to make. Yeah. I mean, he's like in the perfect position right now. Next up, we had the Rams at Washington. Washington's hot garbage. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they're another team with bright spots, though. Chase Young is still, I mean, like I said, he he requires two guys. How impressive was it, though, to see Alex Smith out there? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's the big story of the game is the the return of Alex Smith. Just after the brutal leg injury that nearly cost him his life. That's a man's man. That dude, is, I mean, can nobody say there's any type of bitch, bitch in his He very well could have just said, I'm going to rehab this yep. injury. I'm going to call it quits. I've made my money. No, he said, I want to get back to playing. I want to be back on the field. And he didn't do horrible either. No. I mean, he had a decent game for missing a whole season and almost a half with no you know, preseason. And that offensive line of Washington. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, tra- they traded their only good asset there to my squad. So That was horrible, though. I mean, his first game back in getting sacked that many times. Yeah. I mean, does he want to go back out there ever again? <laughs> <laughs> so there, There's not really much to touch on in that game. Um so we'll go to the next game was Cincinnati at Baltimore. I find that funny. We talked about how bad Washington was. We didn't say a word about the Rams. See, and going back, you know, okay, we'll go back to that. Quietly, the Rams are putting together a better season than I thought they were going to have. They're sitting at 4-1. and one. Yeah, but look at their competition. I was going to say. They, they, they haven't, haven't had much of a schedule up till now. I, I'm, I'm going to say that they're probably top 15 team, but they're not top 10. Yeah. I mean, you Two of their wins is against Washington and the Giants. Okay, fair. <laughs> so anyway, so Cincinnati at at Baltimore. I was disappointed in the Bengals this one. I I think the game got in Burrow's head. I think so. He had been playing real good. Yeah, coming into this one, I thought, okay, maybe they'll have a shot if they can contain, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. He went out there and only threw for 183 yards and one interception. Well, and I wasn't even all that impressed with Lamar Jackson's play. I don't know. It just kind of seems like to me he's just uninterested. If it ain't a big game, he just doesn't show up. He's yeah. just lackluster in his performances the past couple weeks. Even in the even in the big games, when they played uh, Kansas City, I mean, he did not look like he was having fun out there at all. Yeah, I I wonder how much of that was it, them being in the game. I, I, mean, I don't yeah, know he, what happened there. That was just a disaster. Yeah, because Lamar Jackson, 19 of 37, 180, two touchdowns and an interception. I think people learned he cannot throw. Yeah, if you force him to be a pocket passer, he struggles. I mean, I, I think he did decent last year, but I think it's like you said earlier, lack of tape. You know, um, as far as rushing... 
he only had two rushes for three yards. Well, and I think that's part part of it too. I mean, is there something going on that you just went away from your offensive scheme? Because I mean, you had a three headed monster back there with him, Ingram, and Edwards, and Gus Edwards is silently one of the more quality backs that are out there. Protects the ball, can catch the ball, and runs hard. Yeah. Um. I think it's just like a lot of these mobile quarterbacks. They come out of college their first year. They're solid, you know. Jameson Winston, Marcus Mariota, um, Johnny Football. You know, they all came out. I mean, not so much Johnny Football. He yeah, sucks I was from the say, get-go. He was... But these mobile quarterbacks are great in college. They look really good. They get to the NFL, and they just fall apart. And it's because the speed in the NFL is so much different than in college. And I think Lamar Jackson, yeah, he, he's fast, but he can't outrun a 4-4 linebacker. And that's what linebackers are running these days. Yeah. Well, I and, think he can outrun a 4-4 yeah. linebacker. But, I mean, still, that's besides the point. If you look at even their play calling, their play calling is under center, five-step drop. Under center, three-step drop. What happened to the shotgun having the having a read option be as part of that a part of that run game? What happened to those screens? What happened to those coming out of the backfield? What what did the coach think he was gonna fall in love with Hollywood Brown being the primary option? Hollywood Brown is not a route runner. He is your deep threat. You know, right. I mean, but like I said, this is why I'm on the couch and not coaching. Right. Uh, a guy that I'm impressed with, you know, that's slowly been kind of working his way in is T Higgins. Uh, I think he's going to be something special uh, with, with AJ green out. Um, I, I think, I, I think T Higgins is going to be something special. He's steadily improved over the last three weeks, you know, increased his target share, increased his touchdowns. So that, that's a guy that I am going to keep my eye on for sure. I kind of get the impression that you're going to see a, a wide receiver swap throughout the whole NFL here soon. Because you're going to have, like, Julio Jones, A.J. Green. Uh, I even think, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the other guy for Cincinnati. Um, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. I even think he's subject to be moved. You know, the, just certain receivers that are in places that, that you know, they're getting tired of these contracts and they don't want these guys on the team because they're, they're not fitting Golden Tate. Marvin Jones the third, yeah, very serviceable guys. I think they're in the wrong places. I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of that swap go on. Yeah. Uh, next, we had a game between two basement dwellers, Jacksonville and Houston. Uh, it was the first game for Houston under the new coach. Uh, they they won it thirty to fourteen, pick up their first win of the season. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, you know, he put up a lot of numbers, but again, it was against a basement dwelling team. Right. I like LaVisca Chanel. Um, That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, I. It's like I said, I've said before, without DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson just looks average. He took away his security blanket. Well, I, I understand that, but everybody's like, oh, he's going to be the next great quarterback. He's real good. But without a guy that's going to pull down everything in a 10-foot radius... That's the thing is you got to think back to your, I mean, your great quarterbacks. Think about who they had. Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison. They had him for ages through a ton of touchdowns to him. Look at Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Dwight Clark. Look at uh, even Tom Brady, Edelman. Who was before that? Wes Welker. Yeah, but 
who knew these people before Tom Brady? I mean, these guys, everybody came in. No one knew who Wes Walker was. I think Wes Walker holds the receiving record at Texas Tech. Yeah, but in the NFL, I think he no. averaged like 22 catches a game for them. Because they had a small guy before Walker too, didn't they? I thought there was another tiny guy they had plugged in there. But they, they get these tiny wide receivers that are just monsters. And it's just crazy what they do. But you're not going to find a guy like that very often. You know? No. <laughs> um, another game that was a, a big surprise to me. San Francisco's in trouble. Miami, no, Miami well, and, at San Francisco. Keep in mind, Kay, keep in mind, going into that game, I was even worried about that game because San Francisco's my squad. And knowing that, I mean, I really keep up with it. All four of their starting corners were either out or Akilah Weatherspoon is the only one that played. And he was doubtful up till game time. So they had three practice squad guys and him as their starters. That, if that's you look why, at the receiving stats, the receiving stats are just stupid. That's why Fitzmagic threw for 350 yards and Bingo. three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean... Preston it, Williams, four catches, 106 yards. You know, they're getting back to the point of getting healthy and that type of stuff, and you're getting those guys that are going to come back off of it. You got Richard Sherman getting ready to come back off the IR. You got... Uh, Jimmy Ward is getting ready to come. You're not really in a division where you can give up games, though. I mean, yeah, you got he, Seattle, you got Arizona. We don't have to win the division, though. Look at the NFC South. Look at the NFC East. Those two, those two divisions are so. But you're garbage. not putting you're not putting three teams in the playoffs in one division. No. Oh, what, who's who's going to beat us out though? Seattle, Arizona? the Rams, and maybe no, even Arizona. No, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to beat us out. I, would, I, th- I think we end up. I think we end up being better than Arizona, but Arizona still scares me. Ultimately, all said and done, when it comes down to it, we can we can go six and zero after you know first ten games and be okay as long as we come out even on those first ten. We could go eleven and six uh, or eleven and what eleven and five, eleven and five, and still make the playoffs. I think. I, don't I think see eleven that. and five can win it as a second place. Yeah, but team. I don't. I don't see you guys doing it. And what's your what's your record right now? Two and three. So, I mean, you, you guys got to, like, and you're saying these people are coming back, but they're not back yet. So, you're going to drop a couple more games before they come back? Then eventually, that's going to start playing on the team. One way or another, you're going to find out. I'm telling you, like I said, when those guys are coming back, they're coming back. Oh, I and I had I had and a high That's going to shut a lot of that down because Sherman is set to come off. and Scotty and I both said at the beginning of the season, uh, this is a prove it year for Garoppolo. You know? Yeah, I'm kind. I'm. I think I'm kind of done on after the, the Garoppolo train. I was excited when we got him, but the Super Bowl really scared me because when they did go to the passing game, it seemed like he wasn't making the right passes. And then when he was throwing the ball, he was throwing into double coverage. He was throwing into positions that he shouldn't have been throwing in. It's like his mind isn't processing fast enough. When the game is going smoothly and in his direction, when they're able to run the ball, like when they went away from the run, it was just disaster from that point on. And at that point, it created that doubt. And then the more I started watching, it's just like, man. He's another one of those guys that Bill Belichick <laughs> made look real good. He came out with a lot of hype, and he's fallen flat. As a Kansas City fan, I know all about that. We got Matt Castle. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and Trent Edwards. I mean, and, and you look at, you know, uh, Jacoby Brissett. You know, he went to he went to Cle or uh, in Indy. He did decent. He did okay, but not what he was doing in New England. Uh, I think I still think people are sleeping on him. I 
I'm, I'm going to say keep that a mark this day that I said this, okay? Because I give it a few years, he's going to end up in a system where he's starting the quarter, starting a quarter. Because if you look at his career stats, his career stats are actually very serviceable. And above, I think, what was that I looked at? I think it was in the top 20 of what current starters are in the league. So very serviceable. I think Indy's got a hell of a situation there to have both him and Rivers. You know, Dallas is looking for a quarterback. No, they're not. They're looking. They got the red rifle. <laughs> watch, watch him have a resurgence. Watch him have they already, some kind of Nick Foles. But they already said type. they're bringing some. Uh, they're bringing in a quarterback. It's cap time, baby. No. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Jones. Would Could not you imagine cap. the story with that? Jerry Jones signs Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> on a prove-it contract. Right. There would be an uprising. Oh, could you imagine Stephen A. in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So, the next game on the slate was Indianapolis at Cleveland. And I am impressed with Cleveland. I mean my words with Cleveland. I, I said they had a chance to be good, but they always, you know, come out and beat Cleveland. I am too. They're, I, I, they're actually playing with the, like, with the talent they have. They're living up to the hype. Finally. And Baker Mayfield has, he's like the most grown player in the NFL right now. You well, know, they, they said in the offseason he devoted all his time to football. There was no more commercials. There was no and you can see it. outside stuff. Yeah, you definitely can. Well, and I think, too, in the pudding. I think, too, they brought in the new coach, Kevin Stefanski, mm -hmm. who was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. And he installed that system that they had in Minnesota that made Kirk Cousins look like a serviceable quarterback. And they're not asking too much of Baker. They're not asking him to go out there and win the game. They're asking him to let the run game do its job, take what the defense gives you. They're willing to move the pocket for him, which is where he excels. They're, they're putting him in a position to be successful. They're not trying to make him something that he's not. Well, they're letting the athletes be athletes. Right. The problem they're going to run into is the offseason. Because Kareem Hunt, he's going to want paid. Especially if he keeps playing like he's playing now. You cannot have a Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubbs on the same team. Yeah, I don't even think that his history is really going to come into play anymore. I mean, his situation wasn't nearly as bad as some of these other guys'. And they still... You know, ostracized but him, and I he mean, is good. Yeah, the, the dude can play. If he's carrying himself and he changed himself, pay the man. Yeah, and you know that defense is is doing its job. Oh yeah, Miles Garrett's a monster. Yes. So I, you know, they went out and they they beat the Colts, twenty three thirty two. I think they just keep rolling. I mean, they're spreading the ball around. They're they're having fun. It's what it comes down to. They're having fun. And the biggest person you can tell that um, is Odell Beckham. Yeah. Who is back to, oh my God, look at him. You know, last year, he wasn't that impressive to watch. This year, it, it's exciting again. Yeah. And the thrown in, the trick plays, love it. Yep. Uh, the next game on the slate is the Giants at the Cowboys. And oof, we got to talk about the injury to Dak Prescott. I can talk about it. I don't ever want to see it again, though. Yeah. The one thing I want to point out, though, is did anybody notice how calm he was? Com like he's just, a compound fracture to the ankle and a dislocation. He's just sitting there holding his leg, waving to people to come over. Yeah, he took it like a champ. But, you know, as somebody who's broken a bone before, when you break that bone, you get such an adrenaline rush that it doesn't necessarily yeah, hurt until right later. Away. 
I've broken many bones, but nothing like that. Right, and, and you, know? you don't really feel it until later. You know, I mean. Well, I mean, just the, I, I mean, mean it, and, and on top of that, I mean, it's that's the most unfortunate part of it is nobody knows what's going to happen now. He doesn't know what's going to happen now. Well, now he's now he's going to be in one of those positions of playing year to year, not knowing what's going to happen. You know. Well, and the thing is, is I mean, you know, it was really early into the season, so I I think that had something to do with the injury. You know, just going from walking through plays to actually putting that much stress on the body. I think that, you know, well, and the Steve, new offseason, because we've seen a whole bunch of injuries lately. Yeah, and Stephen Jones said, Dak is our guy, you know, so pay him like he's your guy. You know, stop Well, that's the him. thing is, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, he's a Jones saying it, but that ain't, that ain't Jerry saying it. That ain't Jerry putting pen to paper. That ain't. Right. You know, that, that so, would be impressive. See him put him, see him pay the man and pay the man for what he's worth. Cause that dude, man, I've been a fan, I've been a fan of his since he was at A and M. He was good there when he had a. Uh, it was him and Mike Evans. I just think if you want to be one of the top paid quarterbacks in the NFL, you have to do something. And I mean, granted, it's not all on him because he's got zero defense helping. I was him gonna out. say, what do you do when your defense is giving up forty five? Right, but I mean. In order to be paid like that, though, you have to prove that you can go into the playoffs and drive your team in the playoffs. He doesn't have that ability right now. I mean, it's almost like a complete gamble on him, whether you want to pay him that kind of money or not. And your preseason MVP, Daniel Jones, had a, another average well, day. Okay. I, didn't, I, I didn't say he was the greatest quarterback in the NFL. I think, we, I think my exact words were, he's a lot better than he was a year ago. And you were so high on Daniel Jones. I was. I had him as a sleeper. And you know what? The problem is, is it's not Daniel Jones, because like you said, average day. But hit the defense for the Giants <laughs> is horrible. They'd be better off just walking out there and being like, score this touchdown, get our offense back out You're there. You're trying, bro. Daniel Jones is garbage. He is dumpster he, juice. He, I don't know if it's the play calling or what, but... An average day for him is very underwhelming. Well, I was right saying that he was better this year than he well, was yeah, last year. Oh, yeah, I'll give him that. So, I, I was right. I was correct. He has improved. <laughs> um, ne next up was Vikings at Seahawks. This was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, the Seahawks pulled it out 27-26. Russell Wilson continues to look like the MVP of the league. Uh, DK Metcalf is a star. There, there's no other way around it. He is a star. He is a man child. Yeah. It, um, it's like Seattle this year is trying to give us entertainment because they're always losing. Russell what? Wilson I, comes out so lame duck, and the next thing you know, he's got four or five touchdowns, and they're destroying them. I think that I think they got a chip on their shoulder. I think they got a chip on their shoulder with all this hype around Baltimore and Lamar Jackson and all this hype around Kansas City and. Patrick Mahomes. And everybody I thought San Francisco was going to be the cream yep, of the crop. And, and I think they got a chip on their shoulder. I think that's why that whole, I'm the best QB in the in the league right now. That That's where and that come from. How crazy is it that as good as he has been, he has not ever received a single MVP vote. Yeah, ever. that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I thought he should have been the MVP the year they won the Super Bowl. You know, like he, he took the team there. But... 
a lot of this has to do with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was made to coach in the NFL. That's why he paid his players at USC. <laughs> he did not Ouch. pay his players. So you can fuck yourself on that. <laughs> That's hey, a good one. I gave Pete Carroll a compliment. <laughs> but uh, Dalvin Cook got hurt. He, he tweaked his leg a little bit, his you groin. Know, I'm 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 still sticking with my preseason pick in the, in the NFC. No, I, I told you I thought Minnesota was still. They may not win it, but they ain't gonna finish in the bottom two. They're one and four, bro. I don't think they're gonna. They're just they just they're not a one and four team. They're not playing like a one and four team. A one and four team is who? That's the Jets. Yeah. The, that, that's the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. That's Jacksonville. Yeah. You put them up against any one of those one one and four teams, and they're gonna walk over. Yeah. Right now, they they are what their record says they are. Yeah, we did. They are who we thought they were. Right, old Denny Green. Um, then we go yeah, to the oh, mon- the Monday we're night. Talk game. about this. The doink hurt around the world. The Monday night game. I'm really, really, really impressed with Justin Herbert. He looks damn good, and. He put us in a position, I say us, Chargers, he put the Chargers in a position to win that game, and our kicker fucking screwed the point. What is it with y'all and kickers, man? I don't, I don't know. Y'all need to draft a kicker with a number one pick, I swear, because that has been like, you guys have lost so many games. Like the Raiders did with Janikowski? Hey, and look at what he did. Right. Look at what that did. And he was... I think that Killing one won people on kickoffs. And that catch by Mike Williams over oh, Marshawn Lattimore. That is what they say on Sunday morning. You got mossed. Yes. He, oh, that man. Over two defenders, he went up and snatched that fucking ball. Uh, I, I don't know if there was a better position that one of the rookie quarterbacks could have went into than San Diego. With what they have with Keenan Allen having Mike Williams. Mike Williams was a really good college receiver. And his game never really translated over to become the superstar that they thought he was going to be. Well, in his first year, he was hurt, too. Yeah, well, and, that, and I think that was part of it. It was like, okay, now how much of that was they just never took the cuffs off and let him go? Yeah. You know, but I and think he really, he showed his ass. Yeah, now he's out there mossing people. Um, but... Our running back situation, Austin Eckler's hurt. We need to get him back. You know, we got Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson right now. Maybe on Bell. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I really wouldn't. You could see, uh, what was his name, Marion Butts 2.0. <laughs> but, no, I, we ended up losing that one in overtime. Um, but I'm, I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah. And I don't think the Chargers are going to win very many games this year. But next year, like, they're going to be talked about. Well, and I, I mean, like, I, I said that in that text, man. It, you watch him and his mobility and how he's throwing the ball and how – I mean, he's throwing bullets. I mean, this dude is throwing – I mean, darts. It reminds me of Brett Favre, the way that he did, did that. You and know, it, when he was young, gunslinger, pure gunslinger. It's yeah. like everyone says, the speed, your second year in the NFL as a quarterback – Everything is so much slower. Yeah, and, and you got to look at... But this is a rookie. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He could be that good. And you got to look at all the injuries, too. I mean, Keenan Allen was out for, you know, 
half of that game. Yeah, you'll be all right there, though. That's back spasms. Right. Um, but I'm saying, like, you know, he, he was out. You know, we got four guys on defense out. We got, you know, everybody expected us to come in and have one of the top defenses in the league. And then, you know, we lost Derwin James. And we lost Melvin Ingram. And, we lost you know, we lost all these guys. We lost a couple of our offensive linemen. So, I think getting everybody back healthy will be big. And we'll then you'll really kind of be able to see what we are. Hopefully we can take that Yeah, step. the contender versus pretender situation. Right. Uh, and then we had a rare Tuesday night game that they had to kind of flex around because yeah, of the I'm COVID stuff. I'm curious how they're, how they're looking at this COVID thing because I thought it was any test and you might as well cancel that. Um, but no, they, they, they had the Bills and the Titans, uh, a couple of undefeated teams, and... The Titans came in and had their way with Buffalo. Derrick Henry's a man-child, and he took Josh Norman, and he stiff-armed him six yards back, had him kung fu fighting in the air. It was ridiculous. That man seeks out contact. You give him the ball, and he will come find you just so he can stiff-arm you into the ground. He might be meaner than Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> just might be. But... Uh, I think the Bills are gassed. I think they're gassed after after their first four games. And it's not like he had a lot of yards because he had 19 carries for 57 yards and two touchdowns. The, the impact. Yeah, it's the power that he runs with, the contact that he seeks out. He's just a monster. You know, it, when when you have a back that's doing that kind of stuff, it makes the defense respect the run a little bit more, which will open up passing lanes. Yeah, like I said, the, the, you know, that's something that is brought up a lot. He's not a not a huge receiving back. So, once again, Le'Veon Bell, I still think that's a possibility there. But Stephon Diggs is a machine, dude. You know, Josh Allen had an okay game. Uh, but Ryan Tannehill looks, looks good. The real deal. I mean... You know, he came over from Miami, and everybody's like, oh, he's just sort of below average. He's looked real good his, his couple of years in, in Tennessee. Well, and I mean, he had some good years in Miami, too. I mean, we're talking about a guy that played quarterback one year in college. Yeah, and, was and it was wide, he was a wide receiver the previous three. Yeah. I mean, so, like, he's still, you know, learning. And I think now maybe he's in a system that maybe fits him a little bit better. You know, and, and their coach, Mike Vrabel, is built on defense. You know, that's what he loves to do. He's, well, that's he's what he's known for. I right. Mean. Um, so let, let's look ahead to week six. Uh, we start out, there's no Thursday night game this week um, because everything got flexed around. So we got Houston at Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. All the way. I Yeah, you cannot. No. Uh, Cincinnati at Indianapolis. I'll take the Colts. I'll go with the Bengals for an upset pick. I'm going Colts. Bengals, they're, they're horrible. Falcons, Vikings. Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons. You know, the the teams coming off of a, a turnover in coach kind of generally have a, a little bit of a boost, a little rejuvenation. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Falcons. I'll go Falcons just because, I mean, they do have the better offense. 
I'm saying Vikings because any team that can give up that many points and lose by be, after being up by that many, this many times in the season, it's too big a problem in the back end. Them well, defense. we don't know for sure the, the status of Dalvin Cook yet, so that could play a big part in it. Yeah, because Minnesota does go a lot off of that play action. I mean, Alexander Madison's not a horrible back. Serviceable. Right. But he's not Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, we got the Broncos at the Patriots. Uh, I'll take the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots. Patriots. Cam Newton's back healthy. He'll be he'll be good to go. And then we got our dumpster dive game. We have Washington at the Giants. I'm going Alex Smith for the win. <laughs> I, this is a heart pick. Yeah, I, I'm going to too. Fuck it. I'm going Washington. New York has proven they cannot score a touchdown. You're going against your guy? Yeah, because he can't get anything I hope done. Alex Smith throws for 500 yards and four touchdowns. Well, that won't happen, but uh, he can't stand long enough to throw the ball. Damn, he's going to hit him like that. Ouch. No, no, no. Bad choice of words there. <laughs> he's got a horrible offensive line. Uh, then we got Baltimore at Philly. I'm going to take Baltimore. I, I don't trust that Philly defense. Philadelphia sucks. I'll go Baltimore. Uh, my probably my favorite game of the week: Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Browns. I think Cleveland gets them this time. Uh, you telling me Garrett's not going to come out there with a little chip on his shoulder? Oh, he is, but I like the Browns, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. He's going to want to hurt. Ben yeah, Jesso but you got to figure though, the Steelers' back. whole offensive line is going to want to hurt him. Right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, then we got a couple of couple of surprise teams that I didn't see being this good coming in. We have Chicago at Carolina. I'm going to go Chicago just because that number one defense. Um, I'm on the Teddy bus. I'm rolling Carolina. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking Carolina. Um, then we have. Detroit at Jacksonville. Detroit. Yeah, I'll take Detroit. Um, I think I think they're better than what the record says. They're sitting at one and three. They are what they are. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the Lions. Um, we got the Jets at the Dolphins. 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 Fitz Magic is too much. Uh, another good one. The Packers at the Bucks. I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, I'm going to say the Packers are going to blow the doors off of the Bucks. Yeah, I, I go Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. I mean, they're both going to go next. Yeah. Uh, Rams at 49ers. Draper, you're a resident 49er fan. Where are you going? I hate to do this. <laughs> My pocketbook says the Rams, man. Yeah, that's on where this I'm going one, I mean, even depending on the spread, I'm going to guess they're probably going to have it as a probably a pretty even game. Three, three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. I mean, heads up. I'm yeah, it's Rams, Rams minus three and a half. Um, Allen? I Rams, yeah. Kansas they're just, City. They're just not healthy yet. Yeah. Mon- we have a doubleheader on Monday. We got Kansas City at Buffalo. I'm going to take Kansas City. I, I don't think. You know, they lost, they lost to the Raiders. They're going to come out with something to prove, I think. Oh, yeah, and Mahomes is pissed. I, I'm going to roll with my boy Josh Allen that I was telling you all about in the preseason there with his MVP numbers to start the year. All right. Um, and then our, our second part of the doubleheader is 
Arizona at Dallas. I'm taking Arizona. I don't trust that Dallas defense. With that offense, with the defense, of, it's it's going to go be crazy. I think Dallas is still going to air it out. I think Andy Dalton's going to have a 400-yard game. I think CeeDee Lamb is something else as a receiver, as a rookie coming out of Oklahoma. I think Dallas is going to put it on them. I think, and this is where I think everything in the NFC West is going to start to the the tide is going to start to turn. Tables are going to start to level. Well, isn't this the week Randy Gregory comes back though, or is it week seven? You're talking one dude that on their back defensive back end is their issue. It ain't their defensive line or their linebackers. Their linebackers are solid. Their defensive line is all right, but their back end is right. But is one more guy to add pressure, and that's what they need. You see, Alan's like, oh, he's a Nebraska guy. No, I'm... Well, I'm a talent. Nebraska guy, but I mean, still, Randy Gregory could come in, have two sacks, have a strip sack, and it ain't going to matter because they're still going to give up 45 points. I just think the added pressure w- will help. I mean, that gives him another well, yeah, chance. yeah, it helps, but, I mean, that's why Jadavian Clowney was not wanted for so long because what else can you do? But little do people know, that dude plays the run really well. Right. Um, let's talk, go over to college football a little bit. The game of the week was number seven, Miami at number one, Clemson and Clemson blew their doors off 42, 17. That's not a surprise. I didn't expect it to be that big. I I really didn't. Miami's been playing real good ball. Clemson's on a whole nother level. ACC, if it ain't Clemson, they're not to me. It's not even competition. Uh, Alabama played Ole Miss and it was close until the last Half of the fourth quarter. I'm, I'm more curious as to what happens with Alabama going forward now. Yeah, Nick Saban has, has the, the and Rona. The AD. And the AD has the Rona. I don't think it'll affect him too much. Nick Saban has a, a, a well enough oiled machine. A, w- a good enough system that he'll be okay with that. Yeah, all, all the guy has to do is follow what he t- what Saban tells him to do. Right. But, yeah, I, I was impressed with Ole Miss and the way they kept up with them after the game, you know, Coach Saban's like, well, we don't know if they knew our defensive signals because... Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. To me, that's kind of Poor sportsmanship, right. Yeah, it's an arrogant approach to the way of saying, you know, good game. I don't know if they had our signals, but, you know, it seemed like they had the perfect call for all of our plays. How do you know that they just didn't scout you really well? Right. So you don't change your defensive calls ever? Yeah. You know, knowing that you're going up against one of your former coaches? So... Um, Tennessee and Georgia, Georgia blew their doors off. Georgia's Georgia looks good. Yeah, Georgia looks real, real good. Yeah, yeah. They, they look good. At, I'm that, trying to think of the highlights of the game and stuff. And it's, it, I mean, I'm just having players flash through my mind. I don't even really remember any of the highlights of that game. That bodes but. well for Allen because his wife is a Georgia fan. So when they do good, it's good for him. <laughs> no, it's not because she's also a Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh, she's depressed now. Um. Number four, Florida at Texas A&M. Florida had been looking real good. And then they came out and lost to A&M. And, you know, there were part of it, the coach was like, oh, well, they had fans and, you know, it was real loud in there. Okay, well, it would have been in What does that matter? Yeah, what does that even matter? Right. So. I mean, to me, that should add to the moment more than anything. I mean, that's. 
I think A&M carries a little bit of that Big 12 tough style with them still because, I mean, they've been competitive. They've been strong. They've held their own against the SEC. It's not like they're going to get blown out. So, I mean, that shouldn't be a huge surprise there. I think Florida's a little overrated. I think all of the Florida schools right now are a little overrated. Yeah. But, I mean, Florida does this a lot. They always have this situation come up where – they get going, and then they just let everybody down. So, um, Notre Dame, they're they're sitting at five, looking real, real good. I think they might kind of give Clemson a little bit of a challenge in the ACC. Well, that's going to be the thing. They do they do this stuff against you know big name opponents, but they're not big name big opponents. You know they do that up to a certain point throughout the season, and then what happens? And they fall on their face. Yeah, you know so. You know, is it is there? It's kind of one of those. Are they pretender or contender for real? For real? Yeah. You know, that's the bad thing about college. You never know until they really run up against the. Elite, and the thing elite. is, is Clemson. Like I said, they're they're in a league of their own. I mean, there's no shame if Notre Dame loses to Clemson. But I think they'll for sure give them a good game. I I, I don't know that they'll necessarily win, but it'll be one of their tougher games of the season. But it, I mean, this is a typical Notre Dame season, though. Yeah. Up till now, it's a typical Notre Dame season. Um, North Carolina and Virginia Tech was a shootout, 56-45. Nobody played defense. It's just... Fun game to watch. Yeah. Um, nothing really... Uh, Oklahoma beat Texas, 53-45. And Oklahoma's... Hey. Yeah. And didn't... What was they ranked at the beginning and of they, the year? They went, what, four or five overtimes? Yeah, four. It was four overtime. Yeah, but they what were. was that right? They, oh, Oklahoma. Like yeah, four? yeah. And now they're unranked. And for them to be that excited about a fifty-three forty, what was it? Fifty-three forty-four. Fifty-three forty-six. Okay, yeah, whatever it was. For them to be that excited for that victory to me was just. But the Red River rivalry with Texas is always a big game. It's, and it'll put them back into the top twenty-five. Yeah. After two losses to nobody squads. Iowa State? Who's not even ranked? Iowa State's 24th. Oh, they got back in? And Texas is ranked, so I think that's why Oklahoma will jump back up in the top yeah. 25. Oklahoma didn't lose to Texas. No, they beat Texas. Texas they lost was... to Kansas State. But they... No, but they just beat Texas is they what he's saying. They demolished by Right, K-State. but he's saying they just beat Texas, so that'll be enough to put them back in the top 25. Go back and watch that footage. That is not top 25 oh, I'm... team. Oh, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it is. I'm not, but... neither, but... I mean, that's if they I get back, if they get back into the into the polls based off of that win, that's kind of, that's a bias thing. That, that there's got to be a bias. But the thing yeah. is, is when they <laughs> after they lost to Kansas State, they went from fourth to like seventeenth. Then they lost to Iowa State, which knocked them out of the top twenty-five because at the time Iowa State wasn't ranked. So you're you're thinking they'll probably drop down to 27, 28. beating a number twenty-two ranked team. That'll put button jump you up three. Um, since our last show, the Lakers won the chip, baby. That's Woo! what it did. And my wife has already found the jersey she's getting, so that'll be on the way pretty soon. Ugh, you're making her get a LeBron jersey. I am. Ugh. You should be thankful. No. You know, I'm glad they got their title, but I'm, I'm, baby Bron Bron is just too much. Wah, wah, wah. I want my respect. You want your respect from the older guys that are literally telling you that you couldn't have played the same ball back then. That's all they're telling you. 
Yeah, but man, leave the goat conversation alone, man. You ain't Jordan. You'll never be Jordan. Jordan, if Jordan didn't play the game, you wouldn't play your game the way you play your game. But that's not the the thing. Is though is he plays the game a little bit better than Jordan in today's basketball? We're not talking. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You play it a little bit. You better can't compare eras. That's the thing. If you put Jordan in today's game, he would average fifty. You if you put Jordan in today's game, he'd foul out by the second quarter. No, he wouldn't. Game. You, he was Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, and did you see the contact they had back then? Yeah. You, you try to do that now, he's fouled out. You can't compare eras because of that. And, you know, you, you just can't. That, that's the thing. If they was calling those fouls back then, he would have averaged 50 then. No, I don't think so because he was also hand-checking people, and you can't do that anymore. Yeah, but That's part of what made his defense so good, and you can't do that anymore. What, hand-checking? Yeah. Yeah, you can to an extent. Not no. to that name player. Yes. It's Jordan. <laughs> but the Lakers won the chip. That's the important yeah, thing. I, 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 I'm still, still not sold on AD being the, the best yeah. number two. Oh, had. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Anthony Davis is the best number two that D-Wade. LeBron James has ever had. D-Wade. No. Uh, I'm still behind. I'm still on D-Wade. I got to go with, with, with uh, AD because this year... For most of the playoffs, or the finals anyways, LeBron wasn't really doing that good. Like, he, he wasn't doing bad, but look at the scores. Who always had the points? It was AD. LeBron averaged like 26 or 27. He damn near averaged a triple-double. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is when the first two games at least, LeBron had what? Less than 20, I do believe. No. He had at least 23 <laughs> every game. But... AD carried him, uh, carried it a lot. I you mean, might be thinking earlier in the playoffs, not in the finals. Yeah, because AD was hurt in game two and game three. Yeah, game six, LeBron had twenty eight. Uh, let's see, game five, he had forty. Game four, he had twenty eight. Game three, he had twenty five. Uh, game two, he had 33, and uh, I don't remember what he had game one. But look at AD's scores. But still, LeBron carried his own. You can't say that the AD was head and shoulders above him. LeBron damn near averaged a triple-double every single game. Yeah, but that's, that's LeBron. What I'm saying, though, is when LeBron was not on, because what was it, the last game, a couple games ago, he had 16 points in the first half. Here's here's the thing that really matters there, okay? The Lakers without LeBron with AD don't get there. The Lakers with LeBron without AD get there. Mm, I don't know. They get there. I don't think they get there. I don't think so. The Heat without D-Wade do not get there. The Heat without LeBron get there. No. How do you know? D-Wade's been there. Won it on his own already. No, I don't think so. But anyway, uh, bringing the title back to L.A. where it belongs, it kind of feels like it... I don't want to say that it was meant to be because that's cheesy. But it's bittersweet. It, yeah. You know, they, they had this this looming bigger bigger purpose above them that kind of pushed them more, you know. Uh, we'll see if AD resigns. 
because you know he the way I see it stars don't leave LA you know Shaq was traded away he didn't choose to leave you know if you're a big star you don't leave LA that that's that's the way I see it and where it is where it's going to become more AD is the the main focus for the Lakers I think that that's another good reason to stay yeah well, it's still going to be LeBron but LeBron, I mean, you can see it. He's starting to, you know. I, I don't think you're going to see any change in L.A. I, I think the thing to think about is where's the where's the contention going to come from? I think we're going to bring in another free agent like a Bradley Beal that will fit in real real nicely there. Because uh, there, there's quite a few free agents out there. And Are they going to be able to afford all three of them? Yeah. They're willing to pay the luxury tax. How are you going to – do you think that's really going to work, though? Yeah, they have a lot of guys on expiring contracts. No, I'm saying Bradley Beal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You're talking about a volume shooter coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he has potential to put a 50-55, but – Yeah, I think it'll – I don't like the marriage. I don't like I the do. marriage. I do. Kyrie Irving was a pretty heavy shooter. Dude, this – Bradley Beal shoots twice as much as Kyrie Irving. No. You better go back and look at his season stats. Yeah, he was shooting forty times a game. I think he'll. I think he's probably of uh, the free agents that are coming. I think he's probably the best fit. Well, where's your contention going to come from for the title? You're going to have to. The Clippers gonna, are going to have to get better. You're going to say the Clippers are going to be there. Denver. Gonna, the Clippers are going to be there. Denver, I think, is still. Denver will. I be think there they're again. a year or two away because they got some super superstars in the making. They're superstars now. Golden State will be healthy again. Yeah, that's good. That's got to be scary. So you got to look at that's that. That's got to be scary. I mean, well, and then out of the East, Brooklyn, KD will be back. Kyrie will be healthy. Miami will be back. Healthy. Yeah, but you know, no Milwaukee, Miami, Boston. Tatum's starting to reach that elite level. The Sixers and and Tacupo. Where is, I, that, where is he? Doesn't he become a free agent this year? Yeah. But there's no way they don't re-sign him. I don't see him going anywhere. So how do, know, you think, man. how do you think it feels for him to be the back-to-back MVP and, and then he sat out the finals? His little brother gets a ring before he does. <laughs> his little brother's going to come to Thanksgiving wearing that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here, bro, you want to try it on? <laughs> I got my MVPs here, but I got a title, baby. Well, it's no different than, you know, the Manning brothers. Eli, you know, he had two rings before Peyton did. True. Um, uh, what We got baseball playoffs going on. What is going on with the Dodgers? We'll be okay. <laughs> That's, I don't know what today was. Two weeks. Well, 15 to 1. Yeah, I think that was the final. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll be okay. Uh, we, we dropped the first two. Um, you think you'll be yeah, okay? you dropped the first two. That's an understatement. You you hit you scored 11 runs in the first inning off of a dude that isn't even a regular starter in the rotation. Actually, I don't know that, but... <laughs> yeah, nobody I recognize the name, and that's my favorite team is the Braves. So it's like, um, okay, I'm not really surprised at all that. No, so. we'll be all right. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that the Yankees are out. I, right. I didn't see that happening. I'm always happy when that happens. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm not saying I'm not happy. I'm just saying I'm surprised. Right. Um, I think 
Tampa Bay is going to finish off the Astros. I, mean, I, I think it's funny that the Astros are in this position. I wouldn't count them out necessarily. They're, they're playing, you know, kind of that Seattle Seahawks thing. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, but they're down 3-0 in the series. I mean. It's been done before. Yeah, I know. I know. Shilling! Yeah. But, no, I, I think that my Dodgers are still the favorites until you prove otherwise. But. Oh, they've been shown that they can be beat. Yeah. So. If it bleeds, it can die. And Freddie Freeman is one of the MVP candidates, so. This would just suck for this to be the time that they're back. Well, this cold. this is almost one of those uh, one of those uh, matchups that you almost wish would be more for the World Series. Yeah. Because after this, I've looked at the other teams on there, and the other teams on there aren't overwhelmingly intimidating when it comes to what they have and what they're bringing to the plate. You know, so it's almost like this series. You know, and. I'm not saying I followed the whole season all the way to a T, but you got the best team with one of your leading against one of your leading MVP candidates with one of the hottest up and coming stars, Acuna, and a very very good supporting cast. Their pitching is very good on both sides. It's almost like this series will determine who wins it all. I think so. Um, so what what are you kind of looking forward to this upcoming week? <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing where Bell goes. I want to see where he goes. I, I think that's that's got a lot of intrigue for me. How how long do you think Adam Gase is going to be in New York? How many more games do they give him? I don't... From an ownership standpoint, I don't think you gain anything by getting rid of him right now. I think that's something you wait until the end of the season. You go ahead, you do it then, so that way you're starting with 100% clean slate. You don't have to worry about interactions. Everything is smooth waters between your players that are in the off season. They can take care of their stuff, let them do their thing. You can bring in the right people at that time. But yeah, uh, once again, I'm not an NFL exec, so they may cut it short now and say, you know, well, we're going to try and win some games and. Because to me, I don't think they're going to try really worry about what their record is. If they're going to be in a position that they're going to be able to get the number one pick, you're not going to really want to hype your team up to go win a bunch of games and end up with you know the 15th pick and not really accomplish much. I agree with you. It's not like there's anything to gain by getting rid of him now. Play it out, and then offseason make your changes. Get who you want, not somebody that you just got to pick right away because you need a coach. But... I think I don't think there's anybody in the organization right now that they're willing to make the interim coach that they trust enough. So I think they'll give him a little bit of a leash. But I think the sooner you get rid of him, the more talent you have to choose from because other guys won't be snatched up yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just who are they going to put Well, I mean, that's there? really the thing. I mean, who? what's really available out there that they're going to really be able to get a hold of that's going to make – that big of a difference right now versus in between now and the end of at the end of the season because free agency isn't even going doesn't even start for you know so long after the uh end of the season so it isn't really going to have a whole lot of effect there yeah they they but it's kind it's kind of like that you may see a, a cleveland browns scenario where they change over a few times before they feel that they've got it right yeah I feel bad for Sam Darnold. I think he has talent, but I 
think the team is wasting it. I, think I don't think he'll ever recover from it either. I don't think I'm, so. I'm, I'm pretty know. sure they killed his career. He might go on to be like a decent backup quarterback, but... Just the wear and Terry's gone through. But I mean, it could be it could be a Tannehill situation. You know, Tannehill was struggling in Miami. You know, everybody was out on him because Adam Gase was his coach down there. All of a sudden, he leaves. He goes to Tennessee, and now he's doing his thing. Yeah, I think I think that's got to be the biggest part of that. I mean, you know, you look at so much of it. Okay, Adam Gase has what what has he actually done since he's been there? The things that you know he's been that that he's done has. He's lost all of his top-tier talent. Yep. That's the guaranteed thing. I mean, it, up until even Le'Veon Bell. Okay, Le'Veon Bell was brought in against Gase, Gase's wishes. Gase didn't want him. Oh, no. He was pissed off. You know, and that, that was kind of the thing with that. And then you had the issue with the safety, safety Adams. You know, wasn't there a lineman also here yep. a couple years ago that yep. was like, dude, I don't want nothing to do with you? You know, so, I mean, they, they've... They've literally tanked their whole squad for this coach. You know, it'd be dumb for them to get rid of him right now. Let him go through the season that he created. You created this. You deal with it. Yeah, right. Because yeah. we're, we're going to have to pay you anyways. So we're not going to dump this onto somebody else. We're going to dump this on you. Yeah, and then bon voyage. That'd be horrible to be like, hey, you're an interim you know, head coach. Work with the, you know. Yeah, well, and I mean, you always got to feel God. I hate that that label, that interim interim label, because that's like, oh, dude, yeah, uh, you're good enough for this job for now, right? But um, we are doing a weekly NFL pick 'em. Um, you know, I'll I'll put out the the sheet. All you have to do is pick the games and share the podcast. You have to share our podcast, and whoever has the best record each week will be entered into a drawing for a t-shirt from the NFL shop. So make your picks, share the podcast, get a free shirt. I mean, right? Yeah. Don't pick like I picked because I was horrible last week. I went 10 and 4. So horrible. I think your belief in Daniel Jones tells people that. Hey, I picked the Cowboys beating them. I I picked the Cowboys. <laughs> I went and ten and four, so come at me, bro. <laughs> you doinked oh, a fifty man. yard field goal. No, no, no. Hey, no. you doinked a fifty yard field goal. Hey, at least it was fifty yards. Okay, but on my pick 'em, I picked the Saints. You're welcome. <laughs> pick with your heart, not with your head. No, pick with your or, pocket. Other way around. Pick with your head, not with your heart. Yeah. You meant what I knew. <laughs> you meant what I knew. You knew it like a pan of cake. Right. Hey, his wife actually does say pan cake, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us today, Draper. Yes, thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome back anytime. And, guys, we'll catch you next week. And I want to thank you for listening. As always, I'm Scott. I'm Alan. See you later.